On this episode of the Agency X podcast, David and I spoke about product drops, uh, how brands that we've worked with in the past, such as Kith, Undefeated, Ambox, and many others, um, have been successful with product drops. Uh, the three key takeaways from this podcast were, were, were that brands need to build a community, a platform, and have a story to tell. Uh, those are those are the three t- key takeaways that I took. It was a very interesting conversation, um, and product drops have been a very hot topic lately with uh, various types of brands, whether they're new brands, lifestyle brands, existing, um, or everything in between. Uh, we tried to cover everything. Uh, if you have any questions or anything you want to add to it, uh, please check us out at avixdesigns.com uh, or reach out to me or David on LinkedIn. We'd be happy to answer any of your questions. Uh, we have some really great episodes lined up um, about various other topics. The next one is going to be about um, the e- uh, surviving the e-commerce summer slump and what to do when, uh, when sales start to dip a little bit before the holidays, um, as well as some interesting guests on some future episodes. So I really hope you enjoy this episode episode. Uh, Thank you. This episode is sponsored by Gorgeous. Gorgeous is the number one e-commerce help desk that lets you manage and respond to messages from your site, social, email, and SMS all in one platform. They have built-in automations to handle common queries like order tracking and save your team time and money. Get a free month by clicking the link in the description and elevate your customer experience today. You're listening to the Agency X Podcast. I'm your host, John Sertikowski, founder and CEO at Avix, a New York City-based e-commerce agency for high-growth D2C brands. As always, I'm joined by our e-commerce strategist, David Anzalone. Our goal is to provide some insight into e-commerce, technology, design, and everything in between. Let us know what you think of today's episode and make sure to visit our website, avixdesigns.com. Welcome back to the Agency X Podcast. My name is John Sertikowski, founder of Avex Designs, a digital agency based out of New York City. Uh, joined, as always, by David Anzalone, our senior strategist. How's it going, David? Hello. I'm, I'm doing good in, uh, in sweats on a Friday afternoon. Pretty good. <laughs> Perfect. That's the way to be. That's the way to be. Um, so, yeah, I know it's been... It's been a few weeks since we did one of these, so I'm really glad that we could uh, start up again, start doing it with video. It's the first time we're using Squadcast. Um, shout out to them because um, I'm really uh, uh, curious to see how this comes out. So we have a, a lot of really good topics lined up. Uh, we have some guests that are going to be appearing on some future podcasts that we're recording in the next couple of weeks. So. Uh, stay tuned for more information on that. Today's episode is going to be all about product drops, uh, some of the experience we worked with uh, with some other brands, how they were successful. Um, and really, this this actually came from a question one of our clients had about product drops and wanting to do them as a new brand, where some of the brands like Kith and Undefeated and Anbox and some of the others that we've worked with that had a lot of really great success with product drops and like, you know, doing flash sales and things like that. Uh, we also just released a blog post about this as well. Um, but I, I really wanted to dive a little bit into that, uh, talking a little bit about on the brand side, what's required, and also on the technology side and maybe on the strategy side as well, like what brands, uh, how brands could succeed with flash sales and product drops, and also, you know, what they need to do to get there. Uh, so I guess I wanted to start it off just kind of giving a little background about my opinion on product drops and um, some of the brands we worked with um, 
over the past year. Um, and then I could get your feedback on that, David. How does that sound? Sure. And yeah, maybe start with um, you know what a drop model is for uh, like an e-com brand. Mm. Good, good topic to start with. Um, so what is a product drop? So there's a few different types and I guess it depends on the type of brand, but essentially a product drop is when you have some sort of limited run product that has a specific release date and is really geared towards your core customer base and there's going to be maybe a limited time that's available or there's limited quantity, sorry, and it's going to be up on X date and over by another date. And the real goal of it is to drive as much traffic to the site for one specific purpose and really just driving sales for that one product. Of course, you want to try to do upsells and cross sells and things like that. But the main purpose is to drive an insane amount of traffic, have a product, sell it out. There's just, you know, so much opportunity there to be able to you know, talk about that, talk, you know, gather more customers. And, you know, it could be a limited offer. It could be a um, collaboration uh, or it even could just be like a, a flash sale, something that is, you know, of extremely limited and, you know, it's only going to be 50% off or 75% off for a certain amount of time. So again, that approach is going to depend on type of brand that you are. And we have a few of those to talk about. Is that, is that accurate? Did I miss anything? No, I mean, that's that's pretty much spot on with what it is. I will say it's most common and probably easiest to understand uh, looking at it from the fashion, apparel, streetwear, mm -hmm. um, you know, space, because for them, they can launch clothing items or new shoes or do collaborations very easy. You don't see new pro new literal products as often in uh, CPG or technology where you can't really drop something every month or even every week, which some brands do. Yeah. And so um, if you've been on like Kith or Undefeated or other brands that I know you're going to talk about, John, then you'll, you're likely pretty familiar with this model already. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so now that we got that out of the way, I, I, I wanted to kind of tell a little story. Um, you know, a brand, a newer brand that we're working with reached out and asked me about product drops and mostly our experience with product drops with some of these clients and how, how they can be successful as well. And, you know, of course, not releasing any private information, not that we have any, but um, based on my experience, as a newer brand, you're going to have a different approach to product drops. And we could get into that in a second, but why have some of these brands like, for example, Kith, we worked with them some years ago, super successful product drops. So many brands, especially in the fashion and streetwear space, use them as an example of like, hey, we want to release a product on a Monday and have it sold out by you know two minutes later and people are just like swarming to buy it. And there's this whole other resell component of it that people are reselling their products because they're so hard to get. So where did that, that, that scarcity come from? and that demand for getting this type of product. Well, what they did was they built a community, um, a lot of brand awareness. They focused on branding. They, for years before they started doing product drops, um, the founder, Ronnie, you know, he did collaborations with Asics and Nike and numerous other uh, brands really gaining popularity and notoriety in the streetwear and footwear space. They didn't come out of the gate doing drops. 
um, at least not the way they're doing them today or over the past few years. So they built that community and built a platform, right? So those are two key things, having community and a platform to speak from. So having hundreds of thousands, millions of followers on social channels and really getting people to fall in love with the brand. Uh, additionally, they had a story to tell. So to me, those three things are extremely important, not only for drops, but developing, developing a brand, right? Three most important things for develop, developing a brand, which allows you to do those product drops are going to be community, platform, um, and a story to tell. So if you don't have all three of those, you need to leverage someone else's platform. You need to leverage someone else's community, but you definitely need that story to tell regardless. Um, if you're a newer brand, you may want to partner with a celebrity or an influencer or something that's going to allow you to leverage that community and leverage their platform. Uh, so a, a brand that is kind of similar but did this in a much shorter time frame and I see them as leveraging a um, community would be another one of our clients called uh, Anbox. So Anbox, what they did was uh, they became well-known in the gaming space. Now they took that community that already existed and they built a following around their teams and then released products like clothing around that and have specific drops. They partnered with influencers and they leveraged their, their platforms and their community and told their story on that, those channels uh, and they're able to have these specific product drops. So there's different types and different approaches for brands, but I, again, like the, the, the three key things that they're going to need is a platform, community, and a story to tell. Without those things, you know, you, you're limited and you have to spend time growing them. So like out of the gate for new brands, it's best to focus on telling your story, focus on building your community, focus on brand and messaging so that you could grow into doing product drops. That said, I do think that there's ways for newer brands to have product drops that sell out immediately. They could be doing a lot of PR. They can um, run specific types of ads for a unique product. Like if you're the first to market and you're hyping up this product and you're creating this scarcity and you're creating um, like a, a, a demand for this product, there could be some quick product drops that you're doing that could really sell out. Uh, but you have to be prepared for them and you also have to plan for it. Like it has to be very intentional. You can't just say, hey, I'm dropping a new brand and then like, oh, by the way, we're gonna do product drops. Don't think that's gonna work out the way it does for some of these larger brands. I, I agree with that. And you have to think about like when you meet, when you say like new brand, if uh, because, you know, again, not to say any specifics because they're unlaunched, but we're working with another brand that is actually somewhat in the gaming pop culture space where they don't they, that the business itself is brand new. They never had a website. It's a completely new brand, but it's based off a founder or it's based off a founder who's very well integrated with a influencer who has an audience in the millions. Again, going back to the whole community thing, I mean. Uh, the the community is the first thing, and I think that's a good call out to distinguish because, you know, it, it's it's very easy to say you do need the like the brand to be there, but I think brand doesn't always equal community. They're important, but there are certain brands, and I think Kith is a great one for this, is that they're community based 
branding, where their brand is built up upon the people that um, you know integrate with them. I think like Kith, Kith and New York are um, heavily connected to each other, correct? Correct. Very, very heavily connected. So Queens yeah. specifically, but yeah. Yeah. So New York. you know, New Yorkers, you know, that community, that brand was built on the premise of uh, you know the New York Queens community, and that's that's a you know a strong part of it. And I think they're international at this point, but still, they have like that. A lot of their content even is is based around like New York. They will showcase lifestyle content from others, but it's really like this New York group, and I think it's like a, an emotional feeling that. You know, it's it's hard to fake, and I think that's why for newer brands that don't have any community or following, is you shouldn't try to do a drop model out of the gate because it can be very profitable, but you need like the groundwork in order to, you know, make it happen. And and actually, uh, John, I'm gonna ask you to go to a website because I do one of my favorite brands that um, does a drop model that you probably wouldn't expect necessarily. They're called the Yeti, uh, Y E T E E. Mm-hmm. And one of the cool things about them, uh, this is like another angle when we talk about different types of product drops, they actually do daily product drops. And it's like, they're, it's the core of their business model. They sell they sell like a lot of different things, but um, like within like apparel, merchandise, um, it's a lot of pop culture gaming related, but they have their, their big, um, you know, the big part of their like branding and value prop is their daily, like daily tees, um, t-shirts. So you can get them in like, actually funny enough, and this is pure coincidence the sweatshirt i'm wearing is actually from them uh but you know the incentivizing thing is you know they have one day to get something um after that happens you know you can't get those products again so it's not even based off of um like a limited quantity it's based off of limited time where they because they Mm, own them they own the production of shirts they don't it's not um uh like drop shipping so because they own that production they can make these products quicker and cheaper. So they leverage that to uh, pivot from just a t-shirt seller to working with a community of artists who, and you can submit your art too for this, which is which I love, is that you know every day there is a new design from a new artist, and that's a huge part of the community. They've built up essentially a, they've used their model to actually build a community, which I've I've personally never seen before because all of their designs are based off of user submissions and they will get like a cut of um you know like they will get a cut of sales and they'll give some perks um but i absolutely love that that model because it's it is based on scarcity but it's also hugely based on community and that sense of fomo of you know anybody can buy it they'll it'll never sell out for that day but after that day is gone you you won't be able to get it like ever again that's really interesting that's a really interesting model and i do think that you know one that's unique model and you know, they absolutely had to spend some time building a community, but they did seem to leverage like, you know, uh, an existing um, an existing community that they're now kind of maybe, maybe um, just building upon. So uh, as I said in the beginning, there's definitely different approaches um, depending on the brand. And I think that the advice that I give to newer brands, especially brands with a higher price point or brands that are very much lifestyle, like you need to develop that lifestyle first. So uh, you need to be able to build brand awareness. You need to be able to build that community. Uh, and you know the, these brands like Undefeated and Kith and Ambox and um, a lot of the others that we've worked with, 
that's just what they're doing. They're spending years doing that. And this goes with anything. Most people that see the success, they see it after years of a foundation being built. So you see these brands that come out and they're just smashing sales where they have these limited edition drops that you're, um, that, that, that sell out in minutes. You, you know, they don't see the work that went in before that, even before the brand might have even been started in some cases. And even looking at like, you know, what celebrities doing, like someone like, you know, Kanye West, when he tr drops new clothing lines and sneakers, they're selling out in seconds. But he's Kanye West and he also spent a very long time building his platform and building his community and building, you know, brand awareness for his specific brand. So that's why that's going to happen. So I don't think there's some magic sauce or like approach that you could take. Uh, of course, if you're selling some like, I don't know, hot new product that's a drop shipped product, you could develop hype around that to be like a little viral kitschy product that you drop and you like put a lot of ad dollars to and it sells out and then it's not available again or like, you know, you uh, you just like, that's a different approach. That's just really, that's not building a lifestyle brand and having like lifestyle type drops. That's like more of a flash sale type thing um, to the mass market. Like that's a, that's a lot different and that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about some other things. I, I, and I do think that newer brands, as I mentioned before, about leveraging an influencer or a celebrity, we're working with a brand right now who um, is creating um, a product around a pretty much an A-list celebrity um, or a pop singer. And they're creating this product around her and they have a brand to begin with. So they have the fulfillment, but they're making this sub-brand. It's kind of a sister brand. And they're leveraging the celebrities side of it. Maybe they're giving her a percentage. I don't know the exact deal, but like I'm sure that there's that celebrity is being heavily compensated and they're doing, I want to call it a, a drop. Maybe they will be doing drops at some point or like specific collaborations, but they're creating around the celebrity to leverage that platform as they're a part of it. So that, that, that's an approach that's been going on for quite a while. And, you know, I do think influencers work and I do think younger brands, if they really want to come out strong rather than spending tons and tons on marketing, looking towards influencers, using platforms like Grin, um, you know, that's a little bit more um, expensive, so you may have to grow into that. But like looking at these different platforms and either using micro influencers or one big influencer that could really um, give you a lot of PR um, at that product drop. And, and, and you can come out of the gate swinging like that, but you do have to have the funding. It's not going to happen for smaller brands who are just getting started, who are thinking long term um, building lifestyle brands. That's you know, product drops should be kind of like second to building your brand and, and launching your store and starting to uh, grow your company. Yeah, for, for sure. And I think for, you know, I think for brands starting out uh, on the smaller scale, uh, trying to build that community regional, um, you know, people globally, uh, assuming, that's assuming your brand in the US, which is my basis for this, you may not have nationwide interest in your particular product, um, you know, even as a drop model. And again, I, I'm against the idea of starting with a drop model. I think you have to you have to build relationships with your customers and their and your products in order to have any success, uh, you know, actually pushing a, a drop. But um, you know, starting small with that by doing it regionally. It could be based on your state, uh, depending on where you're from. Let's use California, for instance. There's a lot of, um, I'm not from there and I've been there once, so this I, I don't know the, the specifics, but there are some things, um, there are some 
like either sayings or there's some symbolism where it has a lot of meaning to just that um to just that region and if you make a piece of let's say clothing that's heavily around that message um the the best example i can give at the top of my head is like the i love new york shirt but not something like that <laughs> something that's like something that's very region specific but is not that mm -hmm. i think you, you get what i'm trying to to say right yeah i hear you and i hear you yeah, yeah you could definitely creating something that is a lot more targeted yeah targeted you, to yeah a specific you have this targeted community, community or location um, and then eventually it, it, you know, branches out because you could have, you know, it could be based off a saying, I don't know what they say there in California, but if they have like a, a saying, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what California sayings are, but you know, <laughs> gnarly, no. I don't know. I'm, I'm talking uh, gnarly. I don't know. That's like a 1980s California thing. I just pulled some, some sure. stuff. Out let's of say, let's say, let's know. say gnarly is, uh, let's say gnarly is still popular today. You know, you put that in a shirt, people in the, in the East coast, they don't know what gnarly is. I mean, they, they will because the internet exists, but you know, <laughs> it'll have like bigger, bigger meaning to the people that are there in your community. So I think it's best to start small and then, uh, branch out. I mean, Kith does this, they've been doing this since they were, they were small anyway, but they'll have some of their like designs that are New York specific to the point where I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. I, I get where that's from. Someone in California might not, but they'll still want it anyway because it's Kith. But if you're from there, you might, you, you'll, you'll see the symbolism on the design and you'll go, oh, I know what that's referencing. Yeah, for sure. And I think there's, there's, and, and that goes to the point of like niching down and that, that could be applied to multiple different aspects of your business sure. or even different businesses in general is that the more specific you are, like take, for example, Anbox, they're like the gaming um, lifestyle teams, all of the things that goes on on the Anbox and, and their team platform. Um, you know, they have their content platform, which is more focused towards gaming, but then they have their, their lifestyle and fashion apparel site and box. And they're very specific towards gaming. Like chances are, like I've seen people walking down the street wearing Ambox and I saw someone in a, in a doctor's office wearing an Ambox mask. And I could tell off the bat that this person is into gaming. Like that is the only people that are really hearing about it mostly are going to be on the gaming side. Um, like even the photographer that they brought in as an influencer, he it was part of Rockstar Games. So like he has a history of being involved in <laughs> gaming. He was a producer on there. So like, um, you know, they, they're very, very focused on that. Like, and it's the same way, like brands like Kith is focused on New York and Undefeated might be focused on, on uh, LA you know, you want to include your brand. That's part of their brand story, right? Because that's their, their heritage. That's where they're from. Um, like when, when Kit does collaborations with, you know, um, Wu-Tang or with Nas or something like that, you know, it's, it's no, or like they just recently did with, um, with uh, Biggie, I think a couple months back, like these are New York artists that they grew up listening to um, and that they really like. And same thing with uh, other brands like Undefeated or others out, out of LA they're doing more collaborations with, with LA artists that they grew up with. So I think that's like, you know, <clears throat> that's specific to the streetwear world. It's very, very specific, but drops don't have to be specific to the street world. Like we've seen, I've seen more higher end brands or, you know, women's fashion brands come out with drops. I forgot who it was not too long ago. There was a, a company, a smaller company that made like these 
watches. It wasn't MVMT, it was somebody else. They made these watches that were all limited edition drops. And they weren't such a big lifestyle brand, but they had really good marketing, really good PR, really good influencers involved in it, really good reach on social. And they created like these watches that were just super limited edition and like their whole idea was drops. And that's also why a lot of brands are are talking about because there are a few brands that come out release stores on Shopify and they're mainly focused on drops and they don't even have like influencers tied to it. They're just really good at building a hype and building a community and having some sort of a story to tell. Um, but those might be the outliers. Um, there's a lot of brands that are able to do this over time. And I also think it's important to talk about like the technology to support this too. Uh, specifically on Shopify Plus, there's things like Launchpad that we've some, seen some really good results with, especially if you're running flash sales, um, being able to push content and products up and sales up and then like have them come down at a, at a specific time. Um, and even just the platform in general, um, thinking about brands like um, Jeffree Star's brand where they, 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 they launched and I think they got overwhelmed with traffic. Uh, you have to take that into consideration as far as stress testing and being able to support that level of um, traffic that's going to hit your site. So there's a lot of planning involved in these things, especially the bigger you get. Uh, there's a lot of planning involved in launching it, marketing it, building up the hype, and then being able to have the technology to support it. And it's something that we've been thinking a lot about lately, um, and we're getting more and more questions on it. Uh, so uh, I, I did want to like talk to this specific topic, which <clears throat> you know we could probably have tons of different examples of uh, brands that are doing this. But again, to kind of bring it back to what I said originally, was that the three key things brands need to focus on is a community platform and having a story to tell because without those things you're going to have to leverage another another person like an influencer or something or you're going to have to just spend the time you have to put in the work uh, and that goes with anything business in life in building a brand you you can't just usually no, no one's coming out of the gate and just blowing up overnight uh, there's a lot of background work that a lot of people aren't seeing yeah, for, for on the on the tech side, um, because this has this this has probably been where um, I think when we've come into this uh, on the actual agency side where we've advised on a lot is from the technology standpoint, the two biggest things that stand out are quantity um, limits. Uh, usually, uh, by default, Shopify doesn't let you have quantity limits on specific items, but using um, Think like order limits. There's there's a there's a few apps for it, but if you want to make sure that people don't bulk purchase drops for reselling, and that's a reselling market can be um, a double edged sword for brands because inherently the existence of a um, of an exchange market, something like StockX, you know, if if your products are heavy hitters on StockX. That's really good for your branding and it also helps build hype, anticipation. It shows value. If people are willing to buy and then sell your products for a profit, it means that they have a lot of value. To, you know, the brand itself has a lot of value in the products, but mm -hmm. it has there's a lot of negative connotations with resellers because um, there's examples. I've been victim to this, trying to get certain like limited release products where you'll have a guy buy like a hundred of something or use bots and 
Um, so like item quantities, I'd say that's a big one. Um, uh, the thing I just said before, which is like bot and fraud protection, that's another huge thing because a lot of people will use these bots. And at this point, there are services that you can get for this. There's not even, you don't even have to develop them yourself anymore. But there are these like bots that'll mass purchase mm -hmm. and check out large quantities of products. And they do it in a way where they're considered separate sessions. So normally a lot of these tools, at least a lot of the basic or out of the box fraud or bot tools will try to flag and stop um, high quantity single session purchases but these bots have gotten so advanced that um, they'll operate as individual sessions and users buying it separately and they'll even ship to like different addresses or like different PO boxes there is there is a lot of communities that exist for the sole purpose of buying and reselling that are massive and that's not good because then tons of people who want your product can't actually get it and then you know even though it's not your fault a lot of times people will blame the brand for not doing enough to prevent those things from happening, which there is some level of valid criticism for, for that. I mean, in the beginning, like the first time it happens, sure, you'd have no idea. I mean, a lot of brands, they a lot of them explode bigger than they're really ready to. Um, and that ends up happening. But if you've been going on for a while and this is a constant problem and you're doing nothing to solve it, then I think it does take some sort of the blame for it. But John, curious to you know, hear your thoughts on, on anything about like fraud protection or, or bots. Yeah, glad you brought that up. And um, a couple things there. One is that, you know, that has been a huge problem for a handful, especially in the streetwear world that we've seen from Kith to Undefeated to Packer Shoes and a bunch of others. Fraud is, fraud bots are a huge problem. Um, and I think Shopify is putting things in place to help, or they have put things in place to help with that. Um, and it's getting better. And I think it's only going to get better. But as the technology gets better, the bots are going to get better. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's like kind of keeping up with it. It escalates. Another thing is, yes, it's going to escalate. Um, uh, so it's going to be a game that they have to go back and forth with. But I do think that uh, one uh, company that we just recently started partnering with and we, we made a recommendation for it for one of our most recent clients is uh, Signify D. Um, really love their product. I think it's great for fraud. Um, I, I, I have to, when it comes down to the specifics, I, I, you'd have to look it up on their website, but I'm, I'm almost certain like they take a percentage of sales, um, but it's a small percentage. But when, if something does slip through fraud, because they're able to detect it, they reimburse the merchant. So it's basically like insurance to make sure that you're not getting, um, especially for high ticket items, that you're not um, accountable for those. So I think that that really does protect the merchant and it's something that uh, all brands should kind of look into, especially as they start to scale and grow. Uh, maybe it doesn't make sense for some smaller products. It definitely makes sense for the more expensive products to, to have Signify D. Um, and that's something that we've been looking into a lot more lately. Yeah, and to, uh, to, bring, I, I, oh, to bring one last example, because you're probably going to enjoy this. So funny enough, one of the, another company that is, that is also a huge drop model is um, that obsidian slime company that I've talked to you about, <laughs> even even ones that you may still have at your office for all I know. I think I just left them there. I think I threw them out, dude. I don't that's I that's fine. They out. were like they were like a few bucks. <laughs> but that was that's that's like a huge thing. The guy he 
pretty much his all his business and he he's he's a college kid that or i think he graduated mm-hmm. college at this point but it's his full-time job he made an instagram account for making slime just because it was something that was intriguing to him and what he would do is because he was doing it by himself he would sell slime drops like every friday or every like other friday because he can he could only make so many by himself and if yeah. they would sell out they would sell out in minutes and this is without That's any any no paid advertising really like no uh, strategy behind it all he did was he set up a shopify site with super bare bones and he would just put the product listing up he had no reviews no nothing um he the only thing he did have was a product reservation timer which actually was based off something where the users as mm-hmm. long as the user checked out within a certain period of time they're they're cart was guaranteed which was a smart thing on his part because he had to do it but now he does this full time he has slimes that are always available and he has special drops like seasonally or you know whenever he decides to do them and that's really incredible because again we normally see this for clothing clothing's probably the easiest example to think about this in but from his perspective you know from slime which is really just a a novelty product it's it's not functional it's it's just purely emotional yeah, um but- yeah, and he developed a platform. Seems like he, you know, had a following on Instagram, you know, and that's and he didn't he didn't scale, before. He, he just really that's the thing. It. He didn't before. Yeah. He his platform and his business went hand in hand. He started he started making slimes, and then people were like, "Oh, I want to buy that." And then he was like, "Okay, well, maybe I'll make them to sell them." And that's just that's literally how it happened. So awesome. That's that's crazy. I love hearing yeah. that about success of businesses, especially like strange ones. Yeah. Awesome. There's <laughs> hope for um, everyone. On that note. On that note, we're going to wrap it up now uh, on slime. But yeah, just to kind of recap, drops can work. You have to do some planning. You have to build that community. You have to have a platform and you have to have a story to tell. I think those are really important just for our brand and for drops. Um, But, you know, it can happen. You could do unique things, especially when you really niche down. Um, There's some really great technology out there for bot protection, for fraud, such as Signify D, Shopify Plus, um, Launchpad, Flows, things like that to be able to help you, uh, especially as you're growing and as you're doing these drops, need to have the right technology stack. And uh, all of those things are are really important. So I'm going to wrap it up. We have some other cool episodes coming out. Um, if you want to check out our work, go to avixdesigns.com. Um, that's all I got. I'll see you next week, David. Thanks, everyone. Or I'll see you on Slack in a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Awesome.